welcome to the Music Reel. I'm your host, Nicola Burton, and today I have Linnell Layton, who is the founder of the ABBA Live Show. Now, after 17 years, they are still the number one ABBA Live production in Australia, which is no mean feat. So, Linnell, it is really lovely to see you and, and talk to you today, and I guess we're still in the twilight zone of lockdown. How are you going? Thanks, Nikki. Hi. Um, I don't know. I just My emotions change every day with this whole thing. Um, some days you get little rays of hope and then um, other times you sort of think this isn't going to be over for a long time. So, yeah, it's, um, it's been certainly something I've never, never experienced in my lifetime. I've done music full time since I was 18. My first gig book through you. Thank you very much. And, um, yeah, I've, just, I've never done anything apart from music and this is, yeah, it's, it's difficult to get your head around, but um, there's mm. definitely people that are worse off than me. So I'm thankful for for the situation that I'm in. And, uh, yeah, but it's it's tough. It can be tough. Do so you have a lockdown story? Were you somewhere, were you stranded anywhere? What happened to you guys? I oh, saw man. Okay, so we... Um, so the show's been going for 18 years now as of February. Yep, yep. So, um, and one of my dreams was always to get the show onto the cruise ships. Um, and I haven't been able to do that probably for the last 10 years or so because I've, my, my daughter was in her teens and I just wanted to get her through high school and everything. And um, as a single mum, couldn't go away for long periods of time and that sort of thing. But she's 20 now. And so now I can, um, you know, no, you probably remember when she was born. I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we finally got onto the cruise ships. We were, we were booked to do a cruise with Royal Caribbean in February. Um, and that was through Asia. And that was all booked, flights and everything. And then that was cancelled. And then in March, we ended up doing a four-day cruise in and out of Sydney for the firefighters and the, the families and volunteers. So we, we flew down to Sydney and that, that was great. We did a little loop around, went up to New, Newcastle, did a loop out around the seas. And um, it was amazing. Like I know the cruise ships have this stigma attached to them at the moment, but the, the hygiene on this ship was second to none. I've never seen anything like it. And um, yeah, so like even when you go back to your hotel room, you sort of touch the door handles and you go, oh, and it's like they, they, they've wiped down all the door handles like hourly. The, yeah, it was amazing. So we stepped off the ship on the 17th of March and uh, about oh, the day before there was a captain's announcement over the, the um, intercom saying that Australia had closed their borders to all ships coming from international waters. And so... We're just sitting there going, oh, what does that mean? What does that mean? But we were just really lucky that we didn't go into international waters. So we were allowed to come back into Sydney and um, we disembarked in the morning. We were sitting at the airport uh, waiting for our Qantas flight, which was about 1.30. And I reckon about 20 flights got cancelled while we were sitting in the airport. But it would just be like, you know, Qantas flight to Adelaide number da 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 has been cancelled. Please make alternative travel arrangements. Qantas flight to such and such has been cancelled. And so we were just sitting there going, like just waiting for our flight to be called out. And thankfully it wasn't and we ended up making it home. And then after that, I think within two days, all my work for the next indefinitely completely disappeared with no kind of recourse or anything. Like normally there's a cancellation fee if it's under 30 days and all that sort of thing. And there was none of that. So we, we were just going what do we do? And like, I felt really bad because normally if, 
you know, if something like that happens, I always try and look after the band and give them some money and I couldn't do that. And yeah, it was just lucky that that cruise came through when it did because that was a bit of money to get us through the next month or so. But yeah, um, I've done one gig since then, just a solo gig a couple of weeks ago. And um, I ended up having to buy a mixer that was worth twice the gig anyway. <laughs> so I was just like, you got to be joking. What's going on? Yeah, so it's been one websites and it's postponed, cancel, cancel, we schedule, postpone. And you know, it's so, it's so difficult because the venues are watching what's happening in Victoria thinking, oh, it's the second wave coming up to Queensland. I know. What's to do much. So I guess, look, we're all in the same boat, Linnell. It's for the yeah. time in history, everyone across this planet is all in the same boat. Um, not that it gives us much comfort, but at least we know, okay, we've got this time. What can we do to make the best of it? And well, that's right. And like, the way I see it is that we've all sort of been, you know, we had a bit of savings or whatever. We've had JobKeeper come through, which has been great. We've all been able to live off that for a little while, but now it's getting to the point to me where it's like, we need to get back to work or we're not going to survive. That's like, right. um, you know, I've written to Anastasia Palaszczuk explaining our situation. She's like, it just seems to be, you know, the squeaky door gets the oil kind of thing so at first there was a lot of you know uproar about the tourism industry so in like lately has been that's been in the media a lot um and the arts gets mentioned here and there but there's like i i don't think to, to a lot of people we're seen as as an industry that should be taken seriously uh, we're a luxury you know yeah. um, that sort of thing and that's our data is not current so I've been like you, writing to everyone and having conversations with Paul Fletcher and Leone um, at Enoch's office and everyone in between and to try and understand how they're allocating money to our industry, but they don't seem to have the real data understanding the real men and women that work every single week, 52 weeks a year, for businesses, families, mortgages, the ones that don't apply for funding. Because when you allocate that money to funding, there's no transparency. There's no mode of appeal. So people who aren't used to that mechanism don't have the ability to get the funding. So it's not getting to the people that actually need it. And that's a real issue with our industry. So I'm glad you Keep Yeah, so they... Um, write the letters. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and I, I wrote recently, I, I tried to message a few times on Facebook, on a Facebook page, and I just kept getting generic messages back. And then I... I just, I wrote, they said, please write to this link, which I did. And, but I mean, the fact is, you know, I'm a small business. I'm a, I'm a little person when it comes to, you know, when they're opening up things like a, a billion dollar runway and that sort of thing. And like, who am I, you know, it's, and it's really frustrating. But the thing that I, from what I understood that when they did that arts grant, um, that Guy Sebastian appeared and they promoted that, from my understanding of that, I researched it a little bit and they were saying that that's for uh, like companies to me like QPAC and theatre productions where they're Absolutely. saying, we're going to fund this so you can put on, so you've got the funding to put together this new show or keep working on whatever production you were working on so that when it all goes back to normal, you know, you've got these shows to go. But the fact is, I've got, my company account is going like this, you know, it's really getting close to dire straits. And I can see the bills that are coming out of that account within the next three months. JobKeeper's great, really thankful for that. Goes into the company account, has to be passed over to my personal account. So this company account is what I'm really concerned about at the moment. And I've applied, I think, for over probably, probably 80 to 100 jobs 
um, doing anything. I'm, I'm talking housekeeping, cleaning, delivery, driving, uh, hospitality. I work in a sandwich shop and every job comes back with, we've had an overwhelming number of, you know, applications, you know, this probably won't be going any further. And I'm just sitting at home going, oh, what am I going to do? And so then I, I turn my, um, I've got a touring bus that I, we tour with the band and I've just turned that into a camper. And then, um, but I looked at my bank account and, you know, there's not enough there to even do a road trip to camp, yeah. you know, and, and this is what's frustrating me is that yeah. the Premier keeps saying support tourism, go on a holiday, go and do this. And I'm like, with what? Like, you know, at the moment, I'm, I'm still just laying low and looking for work. That's basically my... Yeah. Exactly the same. I've spoken to 165 people doing the music reel and you are, you are mirroring what everyone else is saying. Yeah, yeah. The thing is that if the government says close, we all close our businesses, they can't then say, well, oops, you've fallen between the cracks, sorry, we can't really help you. They're responsible to help every single business that was in business before March the 13th. They are obligated to do that. So we all just have to continue to maintain that rage. We have to maintain that connection with state, local, federal, everyone, just get that message out there. You're right, there's no jobs. There's absolutely no job. Yeah. And that's, you know, a lot of people are sort of, the people who are employed, that's great. Did I hear something like 6 million are on JobKeeper or something like that? Yeah. Like that's, that's almost a quarter or a quarter of the, the Australian yeah. population. Exactly. So, you know, that's the thing. And it is scary. And until we find a vaccine, you know, they're doing tests now, but when it gets approved, it, it could still be a couple of years, you know. Exactly. So that's the thing. And, they, and for me especially with the show like i can do solo gigs and that sort of thing but at the moment i have about two a month that's unsustainable and um and as far as the shows are concerned you know big shows and festivals clubs are barely surviving even just to pay their job keeper payments in advance so i know there's one of the clubs in southeast queensland they've got 48 staff on job keeper and they had to go and get a loan to pay the job keeper before it got reimbursed by the government. And, you know, so then, then on top of that, to put on the ABBA live show, you're doing like, you've got what a quarter capacity maybe with the four square meter rule, then exactly. they get everyone's address and phone number on the way in the door. Then once they get in there, they're not even allowed to dance. And we're, you know, we're, how do you get, how do you expect people to have a few drinks and not dance? It's just, exactly. I feel like we're back in footloose days, you know, like no dancing. <laughs> the Bible says so. It's like, yeah. Well, I tell you what, we would have been screwed without Netflix and Stan and Amazon and Foxtel. And what I loved, and I, I thought about you, I was watching that Eurovision movie. Did you see that? The yeah, I did. I watched that the other night, actually. thinking about you guys and thinking, we should really do some Eurovision themed parties for you guys to go out and do those shows until we recover. Oh, sure. It brought so much joy in a time of so much darkness. And it was just so great to see. And you realise that music actually, it, it helps people to actually forget about stuff like the, the lockdown. Absolutely. Where would we be? And that's the challenge is that all the people that are bringing the music to the world are really struggling with this, this situation at the moment. So what do you think, Linnell? What do you think is our possible roadmap to recovery? What do you think would be steps that we could all take? And not just the government, but I think musicians as well. Oh, look, I, I've been over this in my head so many times. And I guess it depends what your act is. I think as a solo musician, you, you, we're going to go back 
before the shows do. So um, like I used to do a lot of, before COVID hit, I was doing like two morning melody shows a week. And like a lot of the old ladies, they love to come along and do their line dancing. I spoke to one of them last week and she said they're really struggling because they're too scared to go out because they're elderly. They're too scared to go out and then, but they're not getting their line dancing like four days a week, which is how they, like these women were in their eighties and some of them are fitter than me, you know, because they, they need this with their social groups and that sort of thing. So like as, as for the road to recovery, like, I don't know, like I've been, I've been trying to encourage people to put on, you know, even private gatherings and hiring live music, but then, you know, that's a big ask too, because we'd need to, charge a fee for them to do that for us to be reimbursed um as far as the show is concerned like my i mean i'm no politician obviously i don't have any answers but i don't understand why queensland if our cases are zero why didn't we keep the borders closed but lift all restrictions within queensland that to me would have been um a positive step uh because that means that all industries could go back the economy could go back to normal and um, and then, you know, if we have cases, we can just target those areas. But, you know, if if we don't do something like that, while this virus is out there, this is this is our life now, because every time there's another burst, like in Victoria or what's happening in New South Wales, you know, it's going to be borders closed, borders open, borders closed, restrictions back in, restrictions off, you know, and and I I don't feel like I can get my feet on solid ground right now. And like, that's why I'm applying for work in other industries that I've never worked in, in my life, just to have something regular each week. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like apart from that, I just, I, I honestly just don't have any answers. Like th that to me would be the best way. But as far as shows and festivals and, and those big events are concerned, um, you know, while there's the no dancing and the four square metre rule and all that sort of thing, I honestly don't think that we can really go back to the way we were. No, not for a long time, not for a long time. And I think from, you know, originally, you know, at the beginning of this conversation, I think that's really wise of you. I think writing letters, contacting politicians, stating our case, the reality of real musicians' case, letting them know and everyone do it not just one voice but thousands of us i think that's probably the only thing that's inside of our control right now mm, mm. someone suggested me to me the other day we should um do, do a concert get us all together um and call it live music matters <laughs> and do it that way and just like do it, do it in a park or something and get everyone to bring a picnic and you know uh, put on this really fun like live event and like i think that would be be you know, something to do. I guess the I guess the thing that I find really frustrating, and I so a friend of mine put this up on Facebook recently. They said, when when there's a, a national crisis, say for example, like the bushfires or that sort of thing, the first people they call are the musicians. Yeah. We hold our hand up every time, and we go and perform to raise money for charities and events and that sort of thing. But but when our industry goes down, it's just like oh, we can't think about that. Oh, you know, it's just it's just live music that sort of thing. But but what you were saying before about how I actually think and what you were saying before, we are so necessary at the moment to keep people's spirits up because, yes. you know, the amount of people that would come to our shows, like we, I remember one time there was a lovely old man and he came up to me after the show and he said, my wife died six weeks ago. He said, oh. and I went out of the house and I actually haven't smiled since 
she passed away, he said, you have brought us me so much joy tonight. And I just, you know, cried and hugged him. And that's, that's the sort of power that, that music has, but also the music of Abba is such joyful music. Like it's, it, it's just happy music. And we want to help people through this time, um, but we're not allowed to. And yeah, and that, that's just from a joy point of view as, as well as financial. Um, we all need to ask ourselves the question, what is the value of music? And if you find that it's something that you need as the soundtrack to your life to help you celebrate when you need to celebrate, to feel when you need to feel, then you know, we all need to write letters to the government and we need to get, uh, I guess, a better process in place for this. We can't keep going back and forth for the next few years until there's a vaccine. So, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And no, we we need to be the, I think we're going to need to be the squeaky door for a while because, you know, like musicians normally just go about and do their business and, and um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, protests about this and protests about that and we just sort of keep going. But I think now we, we really need to start making some noise or we are going to go under. Uh, there's, already, there's already venues closing in Brisbane. We, I, I, know of, I know of three in the last two weeks that have shut their doors, live music venues that bring people so much joy and they can't keep their doors open. Because there's too many ongoing costs and too much of a debt um, burden that they have to take on just to try and survive until this is all over. That's right. Everyone, the call to action is be the squeaky door, make some noise, contact the and support every bit of music that you can. Any local music musician that you know, reach out to them because they're really hurting right now and we all need to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And Lynette, it's been really good to hear your perspective on this. I knew you'd have a good lockdown story. <laughs> it's been <laughs> I couldn't believe the timing. I was like, you've got to be joking. Like, yeah. But I, um, I put the link on my Facebook page as well last week and I, I just implored all the musicians that I know it was the direct link to write to Anastasia Palaszczuk. Oh, right. oh, I've, I've said, look, look, whoever, just please, as many people, just write in, write in, write in. So, yeah. I'll get your Facebook and put it in this post so that sure. everyone, make sure that you contact Anastasia and just let her know what's going on, what's really going on. Definitely. Pleasure. Thanks for adding your voice to this conversation. Thanks, Nikki. Just take care and look after yourself. I know it's a bit freaky. But we will get through this. We're all in this together. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Take care. Bye.